It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in Ireland, and today we're visiting Ireland's Christmas capital of Waterford to learn all about Winterval, Ireland's largest Christmas festival. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Gift Guides at Ireland Family Vacations. Whether you're looking for travel and ancestral gifts or beauty, jewelry, woolens, and books, I've got all your gifts covered at Ireland Family Vacations. So all you need to do is visit irelandfamilyvacations.com backslash category backslash gifts to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. And of course, you can just visit the show notes. The link is right there, and it will take you to the gift giving page at Ireland Family Vacations. Thanks so much for checking that out. And now let's head to Waterford and learn about Winterfell. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today, we are taking a turn to the festive and talking about winter festivals in Ireland, in particular Winterval, which happens in Ireland, this is the seventh year, and it's a Christmas and winter festival in Waterford. So today I have with me Tommy Ryan, who is the Winterval Festival Director, and I am excited to learn about this festival. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me today. Ah, it's lovely to be chatting to you. And, and great to be here talking to you about Winterville in Waterford. So when people think of traveling to Ireland, they don't really think of going to Ireland over the holiday season. Um, you know, European Christmas markets are obviously something people have heard of and know a lot about, but it's not really something they connect with Ireland. No, and it's probably something that um, Ireland is kind of relatively new to. Uh, so as you said, this is the seventh year of Winterville, but if you look towards kind of, um, you know, more European cities, um, I suppose that they've been doing winter markets for a very long time. So it is relatively new for Ireland, um, but it's lovely and it's it's really becoming an important part of the Christmas season and the winter season here. So as as I mentioned in opening, this is the seventh annual Winterville for Waterford. And it's grown quite a bit. I know that when I first kind of it came onto my radar, it was it was a smaller ceremony. And now you're really it's a month long and it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's over six weeks long now. And it started kind of two weekends ago um, on the 16th of November. And we have a ceremony where we turn on the city's lights. So the, the city's mayor comes and um, he was joined this year by Santa. So Father Christmas came as well um, to give him a hand, turn on the lights. And there's a competition in Ireland, I suppose, a lot of people in America would be very familiar with called the Rose of Tralee. Mm-hmm. And this year, the International Rose of Tralee was the Waterford Rose. Mm-hmm. So we were delighted that the Waterford Rose came as well and was part of that lovely ceremony. And we had thousands and thousands of people turn out to kind of see Santa and to see the Rosa Trilly, Kirsten, Maid Mar, 
come and turn on the city's lights. And obviously, all the kids love coming to see Father Christmas as well. Now, Winterfell bills itself as Ireland's largest Christmas festival. And I don't think that that's a title that you take lightly. So when you're talking about the largest festival in Ireland, is it the largest by length of time? Is it the largest by just the activities and things to do? Is it the largest by how far it stretches um, you know, ge geographically? How, how is it the largest? Yeah, I suppose in a in a way it's it's largest on all of those accounts. Um, we call Winterville now Ireland's Christmas capital, and I suppose that we're really pushing that when people are coming to visit Ireland, and even people you know who are residents in Ireland and local people, that Waterford is the place to go now at Christmas to experience, like you said earlier, all the Christmas markets and all the attractions. So it runs for quite a long time, over six weeks. Um, so it's a, it's a huge amount of time for a festival to run. And it is kind of primarily at the moment at weekends, but we do have things running during the week as well. And then when you talk about geographically, I mean, it's fairly unique in that Winterville transforms the whole of Waterford City. So it isn't just, you know, kind of a small area. A lot of um, Christmas markets you go to or Christmas events, it'll be kind of one corner of the city. It might be kind of, you know, the cultural area or it might be an area by the river. And they'd focus on quite a small area and call that, you know, kind of, this is where Christmas mm -hmm. happened. But Winterville is very unique in that it's spread out over the entire city. Um, so no matter where you go in Waterford, and it isn't a huge city, but it is a lovely city. And everything is in walking distance. You know, everything mm -hmm. is kind of maybe within a 10-minute walk, which is also very handy and very easy to find your way around. Right. But it means that we kind of transform the entire city. And over the last few years... I suppose with Winterville and other festivals, um, Waterford has become kind of the place to go, not just in the winter, but in the summer for festivals. Mm -hmm. So we've got things happening all the time. Um, and I suppose that's why we can claim that Winterville is Ireland's largest mm -hmm. Christmas festival. Um, we have over 60 events this year. And it's, like you were saying earlier, when Winterville started out seven years ago, it was obviously a much smaller event. But over the last seven years, it's really grown. So to have 60 events that are running over that time period and across the whole city is, is a great achievement for everyone involved in Waterford. That really is huge because I've, I've visited Waterford in the past. People, um, especially visitors to Ireland, know of Waterford Crystal. They don't, they don't probably know about the Viking Triangle and, and all mm. the, the beautiful beautiful things that you have going on down there in Waterford. But it is a very easy city to navigate on, but you really can drive in, park, and just, you know, explore everything by foot. So it seems like it would be a very great place to have a festival that does take up, you know, the, the entire city because you wouldn't have to worry about getting in the car and running to this place and running to that place. You really could just, just kind of meander through it. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose another good point about it taking up the whole city and be, you know, kind of involving different areas of the city and having other areas of the city be part of it. But when people are coming, they don't have to experience kind of Winterville in a vacuum. You can experience things like like Waterford Crystal um, would also take part in Winterville events. So mm -hmm. they've got some beautiful music soirees happening. So when you're doing a tour of the Waterford Crystal showrooms, or the factory and you know you're looking at all that beautiful handmade crystal you might also happen upon a string quartet or a pianist you know a pianist 
and uh, some beautiful music and that's all kind of happening as part of Winterville as well. It, it sounds like an amazing event and when I was looking online um, I noticed there's illuminations and music and Christmas markets and horse-drawn mm -hmm. sleighs and visits with Santa and, and just, I mean, dozens upon dozens of events. And some are free and some are ticketed. So what would you yeah. say, and what would you say are the highlights really that, that people are, you know, that are drawing people in and then maybe what they might find as as they're wandering through that would really be a, a great i don't know a, a great surprise maybe yeah so <clears throat> i suppose there's there's some lovely um, attractions that have been with winter winterville over the you know the past few years uh one of the big ones you mentioned already is the winterville illuminate slideshow and there's a beautiful building in the viking triangle as it's known in waterford and it's the old deanery building. Uh, it's next to Christchurch Cathedral, which is another fabulous building. Um, so, you know, another place to kind of look at when you're here. Um, but each evening that the festival is on between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., uh, every half an hour we do this lovely Christmas light show. And it really is kind of for all the family. And it's right in the middle of one of our Christmas markets. And it's um, kind of a 10-minute long uh, projection show using lights and effects um, and it's, every year it's completely different and completely redesigned and the 3D map to the building. So it brings the building to life, but tells kind of a Christmas story uh, as part of it. That's a lovely attraction and that gets huge numbers. Um, over the Christmas season, we'll get kind of probably around half a million people coming to Winterville oh. and the vast majority of them will come and see that show. That's, that's amazing. Those are huge numbers. Yeah, yeah, and particularly... I suppose, as I said, when you know, Waterford is a lovely city, but it's not a huge city. So attract, to attract those kind of numbers um, to our city every year is very important. It's very important for kind of retailers and hotels, but it, it leads to this lovely fe feeling in Waterford, a lovely festive feeling um, where the, the local community really get behind Winterville and get involved in it. So it really is a community effort across the board. That's that just sounds incredible. It just you get this warm feeling when you get into Christmas markets of you certainly kind of do the, the peace and the you know just the 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 feeling of of I don't know anything is possible and peace on earth, goodwill to men and and all those things and gosh it just yeah. it gives me a warm fuzzy feeling to think of of the community coming together in such a way. I, mm. I love that about Irish communities when they really get behind something. It's lovely. And I think, you know, art and music and history are also important in Ireland. And um, they're kind of part of our culture, our everyday mm -hmm. life, poetry and song. Um, so it's lovely to incorporate all of those kind of elements into Christmas and into Winterville. And there's actually um, an organization in Waterford and they're called Spree. Um, and spree is an Irish word. I think it translates to fun. Uh, and spree started in Waterford in 1993. And every year they produce uh, a festival in the summer. And it's an international street theatre and street arts festival. And it attracts tens and ten tens of thousands of people uh, over three days uh, every August bank holiday weekend. And we're so lucky to have, you know, that kind of creative element in Waterford. And this year's spree are bringing a very special show to Interval. And actually, it's starting this Friday. We're really excited to see it because it's the first time we've ever done something like this. Um, 
and it's going to be kind of an enchanted garden. So walking through, like Waterford still has a lot of the old city walls. Mm-hmm. So it's Ireland's oldest city. And back when it was formed by the Vikings, um, shortly after, it was fortified. So the entire city was surrounded by um, fortified buildings and castles and towers. And they were all connected with beautiful city walls. And some of those still exist today. So Wise Park is nestled just just off the kind of the main centre of the city. Um, and Spree are going to transform that park into kind of an enchanted winter wonderland. So it'll be a walkthrough experience with song and costume characters and lovely lighting. But, you know, just like you were saying earlier, a really kind of a festive feel, something to give you that kind of, you know, that good, it's Christmas feeling. That sounds absolutely amazing. I, I Gosh, I, know, I just kind of want to find a cheap ticket to Cork and, <laughs> and pop in for a weekend. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. And it's a lovely, it's lovely as well that it's community, you know, it's community driven and community cast. And it's people that are doing this all year round. Um, but I suppose turning their hand to Christmas and being involved again in Winterville. And it's lovely to see that, you know, the different festivals and different groups that exist in Waterford all mm-hmm. come together and work together to create something like this and something that's free for visitors to experience, mm-hmm. which is also important, you know, that when there is a good mix, I think, at Winterville, that some events are ticketed and some of them are free, but we really like to have as much free for families as possible. Oh, I love the thought behind that because, as you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you said you... Uh, had something going on in one of the Christmas markets, which leads me to believe mm. that there are a few Christmas markets where you can certainly spend that money you're saving because you're not having exactly. to pay for events. So how <laughs> yeah. how many Christmas markets are are going on? So we've got kind of three small outdoor Christmas markets. Um, so two of them are located within, I suppose, a, a stone's throw from each other and they're each side of Christchurch Cathedral. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is located in an area called Arundel Square, uh, which is up towards the city centre. But we also have Christmas markets happening indoors. So there's a beautiful craft fair in Garter Lane. It's a theatre. Um, and there's a beautiful craft fair in there. And we also have another one in a church called St. Patrick's Gateway. And then there's a regular kind of farmer's market that mm-hmm. I suppose turns their hand to Christmas for the winterful period in Olaf's Hall. So there's loads of little things to happen upon. Um, and the vast majority of the stuff is kind of locally made and homemade and homegrown. Mm-hmm. So there's lovely little treats to pick up there as well. Oh, gosh, probably so many little amazing finds that you could, you know, one of a kind type things that, that you would just love to take. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some beautiful stuff. Um, and I suppose it's people's passion, you know, the mm-hmm. passion goes into creating the handcrafts and it's lovely to be able to support those people. Um, so when visitors come, and they, they make such special Christmas gifts, you know, something homemade is lovely. It's lovely to receive something homemade. Well, and, and something homemade with um, with passion and talent, which, you know, is, exactly, is always yeah. appreciated much more than something that <laughs> I might make homemade because that's only got the, the love behind it, but no passion or talent. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. <laughs> now, so... We have to probably mention food, because no festival is complete without food. There has to be, you know, your, I don't know, 
chestnuts roasting on an open fire or some, yeah, some wonderful yeah. warm ciders, um, some terrific little treats that people people might find. Yeah, and I suppose throughout the markets, there's always a food element kind of nestled in. So like one of the stalls, you can toast your own marshmallow um, and kids love it. You know, you see them standing around the little open fire toasting marshmallows and it's really cute. Um, oh, great fun. And great fun. Yeah, yeah, great fun. Um, but we also have kind of like, you know, wood fire pizza, kind of artisan pizzas mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, uh, as well as all the traditional foods and hot punches and mulled wine and lovely cookies and cakes. So there's loads of stuff to nibble on when you're, when you're going around the Christmas market. Because you need the sustenance to get through the day, of course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, to keep going. Oh, gosh. I think we're lucky as well in Waterford. Like, we have some beautiful cafes and bars. Mm-hmm and restaurants so there's always somewhere to kind of you know go in and warm up and kind of replenish yourself again and and relax and enjoy something lovely to eat and then head back out oh it is really just a great city and and i think sometimes visitors to ireland do it a disservice when they rush into waterford city just to see the the crystal and then they they rush back out because it is it's a wonderful port city and it's so much to offer a great great place yeah no it is lovely and and like you said i suppose a lot of people who would come on kind of more traditional tours they might get to see kind of a whistle stop tour or they might just see something like waterford crystal maybe one or two other places but it really is a lovely place if you had a day or two to spend and wander the streets and look at the old city walls and kind of soak in that atmosphere it's lovely Right, and then you get right outside in the country and you maybe take a bit of the waterford greenway and and uh, the coastlines and things like that. It's a great Exactly. Great we're only kind of, we're about 12 minutes from the sea. Um, we're on a river. And as you said, we have the beautiful Waterford Greenway as well. So people can cycle. Um, well, they can cycle as far as they want. But there's a greenway that runs from Waterford to Dungarvan, which is about 45 or 50 kilometers away. But there's plenty of places to stop along the way if you don't feel like quite doing the full cycle. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now, I, I, like I said, I just want to find a cheap flight into Cork and, <laughs> and come for a weekend. So you've got us all very excited to maybe start planning a trip to Ireland for next year in the winter. Mm-hmm. So what are three other places? If people are coming to Ireland in this winter season where the days are shorter, the nights are longer, the weather's not as great as it might be in August or September. What are three other places or events that people, you know, people would want to add maybe to that itinerary that they could be planning for next year? You'll need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations. So I'm excited to partner with irishcarrentals.com to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Be sure to use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save an extra 10%. Now, here come those recommended destinations. Yeah, I think you're lucky in Ireland in that. I suppose over in the US, things can be a little bit far away, um, whereas in Ireland, everything is within, you know, really a few hours drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's plenty to do. So if you were coming over to Ireland next year and you were visiting Winterville for a while, you're kind of within maybe an hour and a half drive from the capital city. 
um, from Dublin. So I suppose the likes of Temple Bar and Dublin is, is a must if you're coming as well. Um, you know, Trinity College is a beautiful place to visit. There's places like that in Dublin. But also at this time of year, as you say, when you get into the longer nights, um, people might be familiar with Newgrange. Um, and Newgrange is a 5,000-year-old passage tomb. And on the 21st of December, on the winter solstice, loads of people gather there each year. And there's a beautiful, um, I suppose, an alignment with the rising sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rising sun for the winter solstice. And every year, hundreds and hundreds of people go there to see that uh, event take place. And if you're lucky enough, you can actually get uh, a ticket. They kind of do a lottery every year. Uh-huh. So if you're thinking of planning and visiting ahead, you can go on to, um, if you Google New- Newgrange, you'll find out information about the lottery. And you could be lucky enough to actually be in that passage tomb <laughs> and see that that alignment with the sun. But loads of people go and outside and kind of sing and dance uh, and welcome that, I suppose, the old Celtic ways. So that's another lovely thing to do if you were coming over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the lottery, actually, I think they said they get about 28,000 people yeah. into that pool a year. And they only allow in, gosh, I want to say it's it's... 10 or so a day yeah, over three days. Many. So it's, it's only a handful exactly. of people that, uh, yeah, that can so actually get Yeah, so it's a very special in. place to be. Yeah, it's a very special place to be if you're lucky enough to be pulled out of the lottery. But as I said, um, as many people as, as they wish can, can still go along and be part of it outside the tomb. So that's Which that's is a incredibly very moving. Thing. Oh my yeah. gosh, to see the solstice come up over over any of the the old neolithic tombs and you know i prefer Mm. like the summer solstice when it's warmer (laughs) over you know like like lock crew i think aligns with the summer solstice and that's that's an amazing oh my gosh yeah so so if you're not there in winter there are there are others that align with the solstices but it's one of those things that when that happens you can really feel just how old ireland is and you can really understand that um, the where these traditions and the um, the stories and everything it just it it feels so thin. It's those thin places that really get you at those times. I think. Yeah, and it's a beautiful link back to the Irish language and Irish culture, Irish song and Irish art. And like you said, Loch Crew is a beautiful place, and it's one that wouldn't be as kind of famous or familiar mm-hmm. as Newgrange, but. It's the exact same thing just in the summer. Yep. Um, and actually, if you visit Lock Crew, there isn't a lottery in place. So a lot more people get mm-hmm. a chance to go in and actually see um, that that rising sun hit, hit the back of the tomb. So it is kind of a very special <laughs> thing as well. But because it's lesser known than Newgrange, you've got a lot more of a chance of, you know, kind of seeing it yes. firsthand. Yes, very true. So what about um, for one more place... What would you say if people were coming to Waterford in the winter? Mm-hmm. What, where would they go on a nice long evening to see some really great music? Oh yeah, well there's there's really there's there's a lot of places around Waterford that still do the kind of the old trad sessions, and um, there's some lovely bars just on the key front in Waterford, mm-hmm. and then there's a beautiful bar. It is maybe about a five-minute drive outside Waterford. So 
it is somewhere that you have to travel just a little bit to, but very easy to get to. And it's called Jack Meads. And they still do lovely um, trad sessions. And they've got a beautiful little um, bar that's a couple of hundred years old with peat fires. And it's really like stepping back in time. And if you can get out there for when they have a trad session on, it really is like stepping back into kind of old Ireland. That sounds absolutely fabulous. I, Tommy, I just have to say that I think that you've um, just cemented my plans for Waterford for both <laughs> this coming summer and next winter. I, I think it's Brilliant. a must. We look, we look forward to welcoming you. And thank you so much for taking your time. We're right in the middle of Winterville, and I know you're incredibly, incredibly busy. So thank you so much for giving us a run-through of Ireland's largest Christmas festival. It sounds amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm delighted to talk to you. And uh, hopefully some of your visitors will be interested and have a little look at our website. And they might, might even join us here next year. And everything we talked about, as always, is linked in the show notes. So please do check that out and make plans to visit Waterford. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. And until next time, Slán Gafol.